Hello, I'm John Cameron, and welcome to Musicology. My generation, like all generations, stops listening to music and waxes sentimental at a certain point. Oh, they don't make it like they used to in the old days. So those people, my, I have fans like that who have my records say up to Court and Spark and then it ends there. Those are the people that say, oh, you define a certain era. I say, oh, really? You know, what a limiting idea. I've got a blue motel Having developed from an acoustic-driven folk singer into a multifaceted arranger and instrumentalist, Joni Mitchell attained significant success on the charts and on the road. When I call you up, when I'm down. This was due not only to her musical talent, but willing to surrender her own feelings to those that would listen, articulated into poetry with a musical backing. At a time when stars were still painted as godly figures, almost immune to tragedy, Joni was authentic. Will you still love me when I call you up? Attaining the LA Express as a backing band in 1974 for a hit album, Caught in Spark, she drove her sound more in the direction of jazz fusion. The album still contained large elements of folk and rock, but melded them together so suitably that it provides the perfect gateway between the albums in her discography. Will you tell those girls that you've got German measles? Honey, tell them you've got germs. The more drastic change in her sound was on the other end. Enter the hissing of summer lawns. A transitional experiment between what came before and what eventuated after. A risk that some had labelled Joni as a genius and others as pretentious. Compositional complexity isn't used as an opportunity to show off. It's used as an essential ingredient to the consumption of the album, from song to song, from end to end. Joni writes in the liner notes, this record is a total work conceived graphically, musically, lyrically, and accidentally, as a whole. The audibly inspired beauty of every player. The whole unfolded like a mystery. Well, listeners were mystified. The album's opener, serving almost as a modern overture, In France They Kiss on Main Street, features an ensemble of incredible musicians. Downtown, my darling dime store thief In the war of independence Rock and roll rang sweet as victory John Guerin, one of the most prolific drummers and later Joni's boyfriend, Max Bennett on bass, who would later recommend another bassist to Joni, assisting her in realising her musical fantasies, 
it. Take me to the dance. Do you want to dance? I love to dance. And I told him they don't take chances. Robin Ford and Steely Dan's Jeff Baxter on electric guitars. Along with longtime collaborators James Taylor and Crosby and Nash, guesting on the vocal hooks. Any other album with a lineup like this would have already peaked. Downtown, the dance halls and cafes. Feel so wild you could break somebody's heart just doing the latest dance craze. Like most of the tracks that would appear on the Hissing of Summer Lawns, this one would begin its inception as an acoustic demo, using four guitar tracks, a stereo pair of background vocals, and a lead. Young love was kissing under bridges, kissing in cars, kissing in cafes. And they were walking down Main Street, kissing like bright flags hung on holidays. The demo sessions highlight that most of what ended up on the album was there at its inception. And we were rolling, rolling, rocking, rolling. While it would later receive its various flourishes and external contributions, even by itself, it sounds like a more reverbed approximation of the natural progression she could have taken from her previous albums, which, like this, were mostly Joni overdubbing herself. Let's do the reverse now. One of Joni's most covered songs, Edith and the Kingpin, starts out similar to the previous with all focus on the main vocal and a few embellishments throughout. The big man arrives, disco dancers greet him, plain clothes cops greet him, small town big man, fresh lipstick glistening. I, I sang a lot of the parts. I sang the horn parts and then transcribed them. Sometimes I left some of the voices in. Eventually, it transformed with the contributions of her band, perhaps most notably the bass guitar of Wilton Felder and electric guitar of Larry Carlton. His eyes hold Edith, his left hand holds his right. What does that hand he grips it so tight. Then on hissing, I cut my players a lot of slack and it went more to, towards jazz. They began to use the colors of their background more. And a lot of people didn't dig that, you know. There was again I was going over the edges of the box I was supposed to be in, you know. <laughs> The character in the song is an ode to Edith Piaf, having frequently been cited as one of Joni's favourite artists. Edith and the Kingpin, each with charm to sway, are staring eye to eye. They dare not look away. You know they dare not. Not all of the songs originated on guitar. 
I heard Rachmaninoff when I was eight in a movie, Story of Three Loves, and I love nocturnes, you know, beautiful, melancholy, sweet melodies, but that one took the cake, and I, I asked if I could have a recording, but it wasn't in the budget, so I used to go down to Grobman's department store, take it out of the brown wrapper and go in the listening booth and put it on and just swoon, and to me, you know, that was my first revelation that music spoke directly to the emotions. To me, that, at, at seven or eight, it was like a tender entreaty. It really what made me want to be a musician. Out of the flames like Catholic saints Come scarlet and a deep complaint Mimicking tenderness she sees In sentimental movies A celluloid rider comes to town Cinematic lovers swing Plantations and sweeping ballroom gowns Take her breath away While many of the compositions would be altered from their initial versions, the piano arrangement for Shades of Scarlet Conquering remains almost identical. Neighbors trying to sleep and yelling, not so loud Lovers in anger, block of ice Harder and harder just to be nice Then Joni built around it Given in the night to dark dreams From the dark things she feels Utilising the string arrangements of Dale Olwell after hearing his work on Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man's Joni insisted that he only use violas, emphasising the mid-range of the typical orchestral frequencies. What we're left with is an angelic air of delicate stabs that elevate the mix to somewhere else. The vocals are just as important as everything around them. Joni is a master at illusioning a performance that might seem slightly out of control. This song is the best example, especially when she makes use of the delicate reverb by intensifying specific lines. A woman must have everything. Shades of scarlet conquering, she says. A woman must have everything. The music matches the thematic lyrics, cinema, accentuating the emotions of a narrative through its soundtrack like a character looking at someone for the first time as the orchestra swells. In order to get the right spirit into the music, to make an ideal communication, you know, to get close to the truth, you know, there has to be something there for the heart, there has to be something there for the intellect, there has to be something there for sensuality and sensation, and there has to be some wit, you know, some things that are direct hits and brief and, and clear. In either form, the song is a testament to Joni's ability to tap into a universal spectrum of emotions at her command, whether it's music or lyrics, or perhaps more dangerously, both. I remember getting a letter from Joe Smith, who was the president of the company at that time, and he, he didn't have to write this. It was a very nice letter. It seemed to come from his heart, personal statement. He said, in all his years in the industry, he had never been so proud 
to release a record as this one. Heat waves on the runway As the wheels sit down He takes his baggage off the carousel He takes a taxi into town The song Harry's House was another demo, transformed by re-articulating from and to other instruments. Noticeably different is the introduction of horns by Chuck Findlay, replacing where guitar licks once were. Parlor blondes with credit card eyes Looking for the chic and the fancy to buy Interestingly, the demo continues while the album version veers off into a slurry of embedded vocals. The demo extends with four lines, arguably crucial to the character of Harry. Shining hair and shining skin Shining as she reeled him in to tell him like she did today Just what he could do with Harry's house And Harry's take-home pay To close out an album filled to the brim with complex instrumental compositions, the mostly a cappella Shadows and Light brings Joni's vocal melody to the forefront. Every picture has its shadows And it has some source of light Blindness, blindness While it does feature the up for Pfizer, backing up the refrain, which was an analogue synthesizer which had just been released, the song itself still prospers without it. Threatened by all things, God of cruelty, Additional instrumental work would override the original version in the future, such as when Joni performed it a year later with the band at the Last Waltz concert, transforming it into an almost completely different song. Every picture has its shadows And it has some source of light Blindness inside After the commercially successful Court and Spark the year before, the hissing of summer lawns was an exceptionally bold move. Looking back at reviews, it's obvious that critics didn't know how to comprehend it. In the more recent decades, it's received the acclaim it deserves as a complete masterpiece.
Only a year would pass before the delivery of an entirely different album. Joni Mitchell's Hegira is a challenge for even the most sophisticated music consumer. I'm traveling in some vehicle alone. I'm sitting in some cafe A defector from the petty wars That shall shut love away in 76, as Tricky Dick was stepping down and the, the centennial parades were going on all through the South, I, I drove back from New York City, the Gulf route, by myself, having driven across with a couple of fellows. I came back solo because it was my car. Somebody had to deliver it home, and I didn't have a driver's license. So it was a precarious ride, but very interesting. And a lot of the songs on Hajira came um, from, from that. In our possessive couple so much could not be expressed. Each song is a news story, filled to the brim with the most descriptive observations and multifaceted characters. As your mind is trying to keep up with what she's singing, it's also trying to decipher what she's playing. Yes, it's jazz fusion, it's embedded with jazz sensibilities, but fused with what exactly? Just at this moment of the world. One could argue that, whatever the album is, it should be considered a genre of its own. As Tim Lott of Sound Magazine wrote in 1976, Joni's albums take six months, not one weekend to absorb. I was looking for a word in the English language that meant running away with honour. Nearly all of the words mean AWOL, you know. Uh, Exodus was kind of taken, that belonged to Israel. But other than that, there wasn't such a word. And one day I was reading the dictionary. Not that I do that. I just happened to be reading the dictionary. And I saw this word, and graphically it was real appealing because it had that dangling J in the middle. And I zoomed in on it, and be darned if it wasn't the word. Hijira is Muhammad's exodus from Mecca. So it's leaving the dream no blame. Now here's a man and a woman sitting on a rock. They're either gonna Strains of many good men coming through the snow and the pine wood trees. It took me a long time to find a rhythm section that could play my music. So I went through a lot of players, I put them on the record and I'd take it off. So it wasn't till my sixth album that one of the guys in the section, Russ Kunkel, the drummer, said to me, Joni, you know, you're going to have to play with jazz musicians. I had this guy who played what he was going to play, and I said, well, could you play this note? He went, I'm not playing that. That's not the root of the chord. I said, well, it will be when you play it. I mean, and he rebelled on another issue. And finally he said, there's this really weird bass player in Florida. You'd probably like him. I said, well, would he play these things I'm asking you? He's already doing that weird stuff, right? So I sent for Jocko, sight unseen. Joni had such a progressive vision for the bass that Jaco Pastorius, independently, was revolutionising. Not a simple rhythm or melody, 
Instead, he plays as though he's conducting an orchestra. I set up this architecture. I mean, he just kind of instinctively played figuratively. You know, you're inviting another painter to join you on your canvas. It's very conversational. Different sets of circumstance. I'm up all night in the studios and you're early on your Journey joined Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder Review Tour on the 13th of November 1975 in New Haven, Connecticut, as one of the special guests that Bob would feature on this tour. Dylan had also invited American playwright Sam Shepard to join him during this period and write songs with him during the off time. Shepard took up the offer, leaving his ranch to his wife and son for the duration. During that November, affairs allegedly occurred between him and Joni. A hit and run driver, no, no, racing away. You just pick up a hitcher, prisoner of the white lines on the freeway. On the 25th, traveling between Hartford, Connecticut to Augusta, Maine, Joni pens what would become the first and third verses to Coyote. I looked a coyote right in the face. On the road to Belgeny near my old hometown, he went running through the whisker weed, chasing some prize down, and a hawk was playing with him. Coyote was jumping straight up and making passes. He had those same eyes just like yours under your dark glasses, privately probing the public rooms and peeking through keyholes in numbered doors, where the players lick their wounds and take their tears. Lovers and their pills and powders to get them through this passion play. No regrets, Coyote. I just get off up a ways. You just picked up a hitcher, a prisoner of the white lines on the freeway. It should be noted that the tour did not travel west of Ontario, therefore the reference to Balgeny is more likely an added one. By the time the tour reached Toronto for its two nights, on the first, Joni performed the song again, this time with an additional third verse. This is a new song. It still isn't quite finished. There's another verse to be added. About a 
We saw a farmhouse burning down In the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night We rolled right past that tragedy Till we pulled into some roadhouse lights Where a local band was playing Locals were up kicking and shaking on the floor The next thing I know That coyote's at my door He pins me in a corner and he won't take no He drags me out on the dance floor and we're Dancing close and slow Now he's got a woman at home He's got another woman down the hall He seems to want me anyway Why'd you have to get so drunk and Lead me on that way? You just picked up a hitcher Prisoner of the white lines On the freeway Concluding her accompaniment with the review For the final performance at Madison Square Garden The fourth and final verse was written and aside from slight lyrical changes throughout, the song was complete. Coyote's in the coffee shop. He's staring a hole in his scrambled eggs. He picks up my scent on his fingers. While he's watching the waitress's legs, he's too far from the Bay of Fundy. From Appaloosas and eagles and tides. And the air-conditioned cubicles and the carbon ribbon rides are spelling it out so clear. Either he's gonna have to stand and fight Or take off out of here I tried to run away myself To run away and wrestle with my ego And with this flame You put her in this Eskimo In this hitcher In this prisoner Of the fine white line the white lines on the free freeway Coyote is the first song on the Hedgera album. It's the perfect introduction that establishes a departure from her previous works and makes no apologies for it. Despite its metaphors, it's more revealing lyrically, and despite the usual, unusual open tunings on her guitar, the CGDFCE setup is even more majestic, while completely removed from convention. And even more remarkable, everything that follows doesn't deviate in quality. Sure, Coyote is a pretty direct narrative, but as the listener gets deeper into the album, they have to maintain their focus in order to continue to follow. There's a fine tipping point between analysis and immersion. So in my Hegira, driving across the country, solo, and precariously, I came to thinking about Amelia Earhart and this song came out of it. I was driving across the burning desert when I spotted six jet planes Leaving six white vapor trails Across the bleak terrain It was the hexagram of the heavens The strings of this guitar Amelia it was just a false alarm 
Amelia Earhart was the first woman to fly over the Atlantic Ocean. She was a celebrated aviator and major historical figure, lifting the spirits of Depression-era America. Joni, like many, saw the romanticism in her story and pursuits. The drone of flying engines is a song so wild and blue It scrambles time and seasons if it gets through to you then your life becomes a travel log, a picture postcard charms. Amelia, it was just a false alarm. The concept of escapism in the most majestic way, while juxtaposing it to the internal turmoil of a jaded relationship, gave rise to this timeless standout track. People will tell you where they've gone They'll tell you where to go But till you get there Yourself you never Some have found their paradise Others just come to harm Amelia, it was just a false alarm It year gets a little more philosophical Dug in a little deeper and came to uh, an endurance you know, you're starting to be a warrior, you, you, you know, you're beginning to get your endurance stripes, you know? I wish that he was here tonight It's so hard to obey his sad request Of me to kindly stay away So this is how I hide the hurt as the road leads cursed and charmed I tell Amelia It was just a false alarm So I wanted to take the same liberty as a horn player I can use as many syllables as I want I just have to cluster phrase It, it was just experimental, you know But some of the things on the year I think were good for, for it Because it needed that many words Ghost of aviation She was swallowed by the sky Or by the sea Like me she had a dream to fly Like Icarus ascending On beautiful foolish eyes Like I'll just sit and noodle around and and when it feels right, ooh, you know, that's the feel, you know. And you build this diagram of feelings and this is, you know, the architecture of the song. Maybe I've never really loved. I guess that is the truth. I've spent my whole life in clouds at ICLTU. Down 
crashed into his eyes A million, it was just a false alarm And then to it, usually the words would come next, they would be parqueted in, so this emotion is going to have to be supported by the idea. To shower off the dust And I slept on the strange pillows of my wanderlust I dreamed of 747s over geometric fires Dreams a million dreams and false alarms well see the music too is like scoring for a film like I get, usually get the music first and there'll be a pocket of it like the A section you'll say okay the A section will hold descriptive just just the way the music is, it'll hold descriptive language. But when we get to the B, look how the melody is here. The language must be direct. No poetry. You know, like a theatrical monologue. And now the music here, the way the chords are drifting and everything, will allow for descriptive passage again. Here again the music will not. So there's that part to the art too. And the music dictates a lot of that. With no chorus or bridge, but spanning ten verses and running at almost nine minutes, Song for Sharon certainly tells a story through its American landscapes. The song begins with at least two lines of identifiable autobiography. In 1975, Joni took the ferry from New York City to Staten Island and visited the Mandolin Brothers, a store famous for its guitars. On the trip back, she wrote this song, detailing reflections of love to a friend. I went to Staten Island, Sharon, to buy myself Chugging back with a belly full of cars All for something lacy Some girl's gonna see that dress and crave that day like crazy She goes to buy an instrument, which might be an essential piece of information to her character but is then confronted by the display of a wedding dress in a storefront. She becomes transfixed and reflective, perhaps due to an ingrained yearning or expectation to one day be wearing it herself. I can keep my cool at poker, but I'm a fool when love's at stake. Because I can't conceal emotion, but I'm feeling's always written on my face. There's a gypsy down on Bleecker Street I wanted to see her as a kind of joke And she lit a candle for my love block And 18 bucks went up in smoke Equating the skills of love to poker then being so desperate to take a gamble on some ridiculous fortune these lines emphasise the irrationality of love 
while still keeping it personal to the story, adding the Bleecker Street reference as a further document to her travelogue. Here we have confirmation as to why Joni is making such reflections, further describing why she came to New York to face the dream's malfunction. Judging by the previous lines, one could interpret that she made a difficult choice between the instinctive settling down and a more adventurous life of an artist. Here she explains the extremities of love, feeling on the line herself, with her friends also expressing similar experiences and concerns. Despite being halfway through, the song seems to paint a mostly negative light of love and marriage, focusing on the perceived conventional woman's role. Dora says have children, Mama and Betsy say find yourself a charity. Help the needy and the crippled Put some time into ecology Well, there's a wide, wide world of noble causes And lonely landscapes to discover But all I really want to do right now is Find another lover In these lines, we get an establishment of a long build-up to the narrative of expectation. This yearning to get married was apparent as early as childhood, almost conditioning herself to feel this way. One wonders why she chose the life of a musician rather than something more simple. Sharon, you got a husband and a family and a farm. I got the apple of temptation and a diamond snake around my arm. Have your music And I've still got my eyes On the land and the sky You sing for your friends And your family I'll walk green pastures By and by Now we learn whom she's venting Almost appealing to Sharon is who Joni yearns to be The contradictive dream Of her diametric fantasies All emotions and abstractions One of my favorite compliments that I ever received was from a black blind piano player. And he said to me, Joni, you make genderless, raceless music. 
And I thought, well, I hadn't set out, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to make genderless, raceless music. But in some part of my, the back of my mind, I did want to make music that crossed. I met a friend of spirit. He drank and womanized. And I sat before his sanity. I was holding back from crying. Capping the album, Refuge of the Roads gives almost a general surmise of the who's, what's, when's and where's that have taken place throughout. The lyrics are less specific than the previous songs, but still provide a narrative that can be followed. At this point of the album, the song gives the perfect wind-down with its non-deconstructive ambiguity. In terms of its title though, one can't help but wonder where the refuge is exactly. It could be the isolation, it could be the near mindless activity of driving, it could be the potential adventure at every stop. In any case, you're left alone with your thoughts, so where the refuge is would depend on the thought patterns of the individual. If you're Joni though, those thoughts are Hegira. One person would hear a song of mine and think it was too sad. Someone else would hear the same song and think it was uplifting. I've tried to avoid image traps to be myself as much as possible in the course of my career, even if it meant revealing some rather unpopular things about my own psyche. You know, people are pretty good with me because of that. I think they let me be a human being. Joni would later reflect on Hegira, stating, the writing was expanding to a point where it didn't even stay in stanza. It was spilling into kind of organic forms. That is the review the album deserves. With the sheer depth in every track, it's almost like scripture, reliant on the interpretation and emotion of the listener in order for them to get the best out of it. And that's exactly how a Joni Mitchell album should be experienced. She once described herself as a painter derailed by circumstance. As chaotic as that might sound, no matter how many times she supposedly derailed, she ended up on a track to somewhere more interesting. While most artists take the road with convenience and safety, Mitchell suspends that in order to take the scenic route. That's how you end up with the colour on the hissing of summer lawns, and that's how you end up with the hue on Hegira. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to John Cameron's Musicology. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or sharing on social media.